0: Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios.
1: Driven by General Tire.
0: It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent.
1: Aging
2: Dr. Douchebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get
2: in crash position. And Statman. Don't
3: overdrive the car. Here's the freak. three.
4: That man, I'm not sure what it was for you today in Southern California, but for us in Phoenix, 75 degrees, partly cloudy skies, about 20%, hu- okay, 15% humidity. You are rubbing it in. And I got my face burnt. But if you're there in Martinsville. <laughs> so not nice. <laughs> it's going to be 38 freaking degrees when the NASCAR truck race gets it going. The NASCAR truck race.
2: Wait, they're going to do the truck race before... Monster Energy Cup.
4: From what I understand, Statman, Jeez. correct me if I am wrong here, but uh, the forecast for Monday's truck race calls for mostly sunny skies and a high of 38 degrees. Uh, the forecast for Monday's cup race at 2 p.m. Eastern time start for sunny skies and a high of 46 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I understand it to
5: be, but what we have to watch out for is that ESPN doesn't broadcast <laughs> oh. it because it'll be <laughs> upside down, inside out, and back. <laughs>
2: oh, oh,
4: man. These nuts! Absolutely.
2: What the what? What was that, ESPN? You've been broadcasting motorsports for decades. You have no excuses as to how you completely, completely... Botched up the F1 season opener in the wee hours of this morning from Australia.
4: Hold on a second, Statman, Crasher, Sebastian Vettel—he—he he beat up on Lewis Hamilton, right? Mm, After a calamity, no. luck <laughs> he yeah. into the he got wind. Lucky. Yeah. I just, once once again, Lewis's crew
5: let him down and uh, didn't let him know that he needed to have his foot in the and not let Vettel get out of the pits before he passed him, and that's. A story that's <laughs> happened happened in Monaco like four or five years ago. Happens whenever they get a chance. They screw him up.
4: How you doing, Freak Nation? <laughs> At Speed Freaks on Twitter Therefore, on Facebook, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in the show, we're going to hear from Mark Miles in about 15 minutes, your president CEO of IndyCar. Uh, he's been all he, he's been doing the rounds of the last 72 hours, and he's going to join us here in the Freak Nation. Now with IndyCar, going to be exclusively with NBC coming up next hour.
2: Speaking of ESPN and ABC, don't let the door hit you. (laughs) Take all your crap to F1. (laughs) Leave the IndyCar series alone, please.
4: Isn't that the truth? And and you may have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. We're talking about what, what Crasher and Statman originally mentioned was ESPN just fumbled their initial coverage of the Formula One race, which many of you were sleeping I probably was sleeping, but, but it was because of all the double-double, triple-triples of alcohol that I had. But getting back to the guests that are coming up, Mark Miles will be in here. We're also going to have Christian Craig, Supercross star, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Simon Pagano, IndyCar Series champion, will be joining us. And Shane Stewart, World of Outlaws, of course, full-fledged into it. They're going to be landing in Phoenix here in a couple of weeks. So Shane Stewart, who sits, what, fourth in points, yes. Crusher? Yes. He drives
2: for Kyle Larson Racing.
4: He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Getting back to what was the debacle. Statman, did you stay up to watch the Australian Grand Prix, or was this a DVR move for you? Oh, no. I'd love
5: F1. I was up anyway, and I turned it on. I didn't catch the uh, debacle that was the pre-race show. That <laughs> uh, it was. They
2: had no idea. Nobody caught that, it, so don't worry. <laughs>
5: the announcers apparently had no idea what was going on. At one point, they had some massive transporter about 1,000 feet off the deck just looked like it was getting ready to land on the front stretch of the racetrack, and nobody said anything about it. Everybody was looking up at it on the race, like, what's, what's going to happen here? And none of the announcers, nobody said anything. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Dumbest, dumbest, dumbest.
2: You know, the IndyCar season used to kick off in Australia, the Gold Coast, Australia, Queensland Grand Prix. And I remember when I lived in Indianapolis, just people would just go to the bars and make a huge deal out of watching the season opener in Australia. And if I would have done that last night with a bunch of buddies and spent a bunch of money on drinks and appetizers, I would have been
1: pissed.
2: I would have been so upset because of how bad TV made it. It's not fair to have won.
4: So, hold on a second. Clue me into this. So, let's say, I think it was 2016, 2017. 2016 was, I think, the last numbers that I saw. Formula One revealed that it had 390 million viewers a couple of years ago. And let's just say that a few of those decided to lay their head down to sleep. Are you telling me over 300 million people? saw this debacle, or was this just in the U.S., Statman? It was only a debacle in the United States. Everybody else is used to watching Sky Sports. (laughs) Yeah. Going to reset (laughs) with our new affiliates coming in. And pit news and notes coming up.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. The Freaks
4: welcoming in more freak nation affiliates right about now speed freaks on a sunday night thank you guys for hanging with us speed freaks with Statman, crash gladys kenny Sargent, indycar champion simon pagino joins us mark miles ceo of indycar will be here in about 15 minutes shane stewart world of outlaws pilot gunning for a championship will be in here and christian craig supercross star will be in here as well and we're going to get back to the Formula One conversation and the debacle that was, at least here in the States, uh, thanks to our good friends there at Espen. Ugh. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. That's continentaltire.com. Sports car, sedan, a Ferrari. They got the right rubber for your righteous ride, Crasher.
2: All right, I posted on Twitter and Facebook earlier today just how odd this weekend was in racing. Quite possibly the oddest weekend in all of racing. Let's just start off with last night's Supercross in the weather beaten Indianapolis. Of course, due to weather, the IndyCar test at the Oval had to be canceled last week. But in Supercross downtown, of course, the roof had to be on at Lucas Oil Stadium. The 250 race final went under review after it was discovered that eventual race winner Jeremy Martin maybe ran a portion of the race in the red zone. Well, no, he didn't. Jeremy was granted the 250s win. OK, the 450s, on the other hand, were dominated by Marvin Muskin. So, yeah, then we wake up this morning to find out that uh, no, no NASCAR race today because of snow. Yeah, at least yesterday's truck race got off before the white stuff fell. Okay, hold on a second. They only got 23 laps completed before it started coming down. So, yeah, Monday is going to be now a NASCAR doubleheader for Cup and Trucks. It's more than just the horse or the donkey or whatever that is. Hey, welcome to the season, Formula One. How about that treatment by your new TV partner, Espen? ESPN, what the? Okay, you'll like it if you enjoy wondering what's happening right in front of you with zero explanation, you'll enjoy it. If you like commercial breaks at the most action-induced parts of the races, and you'll really enjoy F1 on ESPN if you enjoy bad production. Oh, yeah. All good for you this year, then. Sebastian Vettel beat Lewis Hamilton with luck on his side. Oh, the weirdness, though, it doesn't end right there. Tonight, as you see all over social media, it's all Stormy Daniels all the time. CBS's 60 Minutes aired her interview telling her story of her prior affair with our country's president. Her lawyer, though, heard of him? Michael Avenatti. Yeah, he's a race car driver, too. We'll get into that later in the show as well. Good
4: Lord. Holy smokes. What is up? I don't know, man. I'm about to whip
6: somebody's ass. Uh,
4: Formula One uh, reared its ugly head on ESPN, and we'll talk about what a debacle it was next. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio
0: Redefined.
4: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
7: Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to
8: the friends you can always count on.
4: Coming up in about 10 minutes, Mark Miles, CEO, President of the IndyCar Series. Now with IndyCar making the announcement, and NBC as well, that IndyCar will be solely with NBC and NBC Sports coming 2019. Uh, and Mark Miles is making the rounds. So many things to ask Mark Miles about the 2019 coverage, where IndyCar is, uh, is Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to be covering the Indy 500 next year for NBC? You will not let that go. Uh-uh. You've
2: been saying that. I, I believe you've been tweeting it. You've been yep. just yeah. You put a hot what air happened? balloon up with that message. You you want that to happen?
4: Yep. Typically, that's how you do it. You put a hot air balloon up there. i meant a balloon. the message. But you know what I mean? Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's just.
4: Uh, Shane Stewart, get to World of Outlaws <laughs> <laughs> pilot, uh, running for championship. He'll be joining us right around 40 past the hour. So ESPN has been around since many of you. ESPN came on board since many before many of you were even alive, right? And we know the the, the billion dollar industry that is ESPN and sports broadcasting. And for ESPN to bring on Formula One for the 2018 season and fumble the ball so bad is actually the most astonishing thing to me. Not necessarily that they could have had some hiccups along along the way, but Statman, according to what you're talking about, I don't want to give away your Statman scat coming up in minutes, but given what you saw, what I'm reading, on top of a virtual safety car <laughs> that contributed to Vettel's win, I, I don't know how it could have gotten any worse.
5: Well, the virtual safety car has been around for a while. You're supposed to maintain your position and not pass anybody on the track. But I can almost guarantee, I don't know this of a certainty, but what when they had split feeds in the past, What and that's when somebody is, if I'm broadcasting a game or a race and you want to show it on ESPN, then I'll give you a feed of the thing and you could show it on uh, the Freak Network. That's called a split feed. What they would always do in the past was send a producer to me in the truck so that I would know when you're going to break, when you're not going to break, what's going on. And I could relay that back to the, a person at ESPN. Now, I could bet you that they took the cheap out and didn't send that person. They didn't <laughs> want to commit to going to all the different racetracks around the world to Australia, to Bahrain, to Abu Dhabi, all over Europe. I would bet that they didn't send that person. They were depending on somebody to talk on a phone and Kenny, you and I know what happens when phone lines go down <laughs> and you can't reach the you can't reach anybody. Mm. So, I would bet you that that's what happened and at the most the ugliest all the other stuff could happen on the first day of a uh, TV show. But the ugliest thing that they did was not have anybody to tell the announcers in Australia on sky sports just to pause so that we can go to break cleanly. And when we come back just to pause so that we could come back cleanly, but to cut away in mid sentence and go back in mid sentence sounds like a, uh, a public service thing. What do you call those things when when you cable they have to turn it over to uh, a public use of the thing? It sounds like something that uh, what <laughs> two yeah. guys in their basement put together a show <laughs> and that's what they had. It was it was embarrassing. It was How about beyond the Chiron? Embarrassing.
2: I forget who the driver was at the specific moment, but the Chiron showing the driver's first name and last name, but actually only using the names last name and last name. Oops. Yep. Oh. Come on.
5: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee they had they either had nobody, let short staff, because they didn't want to spend the money.
4: Freak Nation coming up next, IndyCar. Making big news. Nothing but NBC next year. Mark Miles, the CEO. How much? Will he get on my bandwagon? Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be covering the Indy 500 for NBC next year. Yes. And Verizon is gone after this year. Do they have a new title sponsor? Many things to ask Mark Miles. And how about Formula One causing the move? We ask him next. Fox Sports and Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios.
9: Good evening, my fellow citizens.
5: This year's ESPN Formula One telecasts aren't just different from NBC. The first, on Saturday night, was a giant step backwards. ESPN took the races from NBC this season, and instead of doing their own show using the international feed from F1, they used the Sky Sports split feed with offshore announcers who evidently don't care that Americans are watching. At least the NBC guys based in Charlotte, North Carolina, could make the show interesting, even mixing in American race events on the weekend. The transitions to and from commercials were awkward they just cut back and forth from the sky sports feed usually in mid-sentence that's unacceptable for a network broadcasting one of the world's premier events this first race was on espn 2 which isn't on everyone's basic cable like espn there will be complaints about that too hopefully someone was watching with an objective eye and these things will be addressed before race 2 from bahrain april 8 peace
3: If you're one of the millions of Americans who can't work because of a serious injury or illness, you may be eligible for disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right. It doesn't matter if you've applied before and the government has said no. Let the experienced attorneys at Bill Gordon and Associates help you get the Social Security disability you deserve. Their team of attorneys have been fighting for benefits for people just like you for over 20 years. And best of all, they there's no fee until you receive your benefits. There are many conditions that make you eligible, including some you may not even be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Bill Gordon and Associates today for your free no obligation consultation. See if you qualify for the Social Security benefits you need and deserve. 800 443 4996. 800 443 4996. That's 800 443 4996.
6: I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years.
8: Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435.
4: Back with Speed Freaks from the Lucas Hole Studios. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. Of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Again, congratulations to all the affiliates that have been with us for damn near 18 years here in the Freak Nation. Stat man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, now joining the Freaks. Crasher, is this the first time? This is. Mark Miles has been in the Freak Nation? Believe it or
2: not, it is. But, hey, on the good news that happened this week with IndyCar, (laughs) about time.
4: Mark Miles, president of... Uh, CEO of the Holman Company, of course, the parent company of the IndyCar Series, and IMS joining the Freaks. And the news comes out this week that it's full-fledged NBC and NBCSN for the IndyCar Series. How long has this been in the works, Mark?
9: Well, we've been working really on a strategy for at least three years. Um, And, uh, you know, I think the time was well spent. We ended up um, with a few key objectives. The first was... More exposure for the sport, and we're going to move for next year, the 2019 season, from uh, the Indianapolis 500 and four other IndyCar events on free-to-air broadcast, or ABC, to eight. So three more than before is a really meaningful increase in uh, the number of people that will see our racing. That was the first thing. The second thing was um, we really wanted to move from having two broadcast partners to media partners to one. Because the way our season works, you all are race fans, you know that it was just sort of chopped up. I've sometimes called it a, uh, looks like a Swiss cheese schedule from a broadcasting point of view, where you start with, uh, we've been starting with ABC at St. Pete to kick off the year, and it's all NBC Sports Network cable until May, and then in May it's ABC, and then it flips again after Detroit to cable. So it's really hard fans to know where to look and it's really hard there's really not much motivation for a media partner to promote uh, from race to race to race to race and now our home will be nbc and we think that's really going to be good and then the third thing we wanted to accomplish was to for the first time have a uh, direct-to-consumer offering for the hardcore fan to get even more indycar content get closer to the sport and follow it uh, in, in greater depth every day so All those things are part of this, and we're really, really excited about
5: it. Freak Nation, Mark Miles is the president of IndyCar. He's in the Freak Nation in the Lucas Oil Studios. Mark, are you saying that ABC picking up the Formula One series, that's what got everybody all in one room and deciding to go with NBC for the IndyCar series? No.
9: Um, You know, we've had a relationship with, NBC-SN, which had both Formula One and IndyCar um, last year, for example, and we never saw that as a, as a problem. In fact, we like the fact that NBC is, is dedicated to the whole. But then uh, Formula One moving to ESPN really, for us, is not an issue. Um, we, we just like having one partner. I, I will tell you that this decision came down to last Friday night after – a very long thorough process and it wasn't until after close of business east coast on friday of last week that we that we decided we had uh, a deal so um both espn abc and nbc were in it to the end end of last week and uh we're happy with where we're ending up
2: moving forward mark miles what will the checks and balances be with this new contract with nbc and nbc sports because ABC, let's just face it, ABC, ESPN, they got pretty complacent with their coverage. They thought that they were trying new things, whether it was with celebrities or trying to be a little edgier than normal, but it never really translated to the fans. How can NBC keep fresh coverage of the IndyCar series and be able to continuously bring in new eyeballs for the series?
9: It's a great question, and it's really not something you can you know, uh, prove or guarantee in a contract. To me, that's about the mentality of the broadcaster, the media partner. I'll never say anything but good things about ABC because, you know, they've covered the 500 for, I think this will be 53 years. And, uh, they've been with us for a very long time and we appreciated that. But I know how our fans feel about, um, the broadcasts and, um, I just have to go on social media to <laughs> see that, the uh, Paddock and our fan base is excited about this going forward. um, and I spent a whole lot of time with the NBC folks to understand how they think about it. The first meeting we had more probably a year ago with NBC out here wasn't about money. It wasn't even about schedule. It was them telling us how they thought about promoting the sport. And it's impressive. They they have a top tier NBC sports properties includes like, you know, the Olympics, uh, in the rotation, they have the Super Bowl, they have Churchill Downs, um, the the Stanley Cup Finals, and others. And they really are so excited about having the Indianapolis 500-mile race in that top tier of their properties. They spent extra effort. They use uh, a wide range of their platforms, from entertainment to CNBC to cable and broadcast. So we believe they mean it, and that... Motorsports matters to them, and, you know, we've made a relatively short deal. It's for three years. Um, that was primarily because media, especially direct-to-consumer over the top, media is changing so fast. We wanted to be able to be adaptive, but our ambition is to be with NBC for a long time to come.
5: Mark Miles, how do you convince sponsors that the new numbers in this new world order, they might look different than what they were on a regular Nielsen rating sheet? How do you convince them that they might be larger when people are looking at things online? How do you convince sponsors that we're actually gaining, we're growing here, and the numbers may look different than they used
9: to? Well, it is in this arrangement for next year. So that what we're calling direct-to-consumer is NBC Gold. That's, That's Media on Internet. And it will have all kinds of content that you can't get on what you know, they call linear TV, broadcast, or cable. So you don't have to be a cable subscriber to be able to get IndyCar. You can go to IndyCar uh, Gold next year and get great content. So it's. I think it will end up being a number of uh, in-car cameras that are, are feeds throughout a race. It's certainly going to be... Um, all of the practice and qualifying that's not on television. It'll be telemetry uh, as a sort of channel choice, a really strong Indy lights, a really strong package of content that fans can get, whether they're uh, cable or satellite subscribers or not.
2: And then Mark Miles, having said that, how do you convince sponsors that when the numbers may look a little different on regular rating sheets, regular Nielsen ratings from like we've called it regular TV when the numbers look different there, but they're bigger online. How can you still convince sponsors that, Hey, we're not losing anything. We're gaining eyeballs. It's just on a different platform.
9: Yeah. Well, two things. First, we're going to gain on the traditional television platform. As you know, we've had like a 38% increase over the last four years, um, on the combination of ABC and NBC SN. And I think with this additional broadcast coverage, three more races, the numbers on regular TV, linear TV, are going to go up. But the trend is there, and, and I'm not arguing about that. You know, the, the, the question of how you measure uh, a total audience is not unique to any one sport. NBC's kind of um, plowing new ground, and they've done this now for a couple of years with the Olympics to create a new measurement they call total audience. And eventually, Nielsen and the rest of the world will understand that uh, fans and advertisers need to understand the full reach of a sport and will be beneficiaries of that.
2: It's been incredible following IndyCar over the last, I'm going to say four, maybe five years and how every race day IndyCar is trending in the top 10 of the United States. And then I feel like I'm getting a little bit of a letdown when the TV ratings come out and I'm like, that was not representative of what was on the internet. So yeah, this will hopefully finally tie things together.
9: Exactly. You know, we, I understand exactly what Graham was thinking about when he made the comments he made. But right now, if we simply went to an all over-the-top or direct-to-consumer model, it would be a significant decrease in the people watching our sport. And obviously that's the opposite of the direction we're going to go. So we've incorporated direct-to-consumer with more broadcasts, with cable, and we think that's the most powerful approach for now. Um, but we work really hard on social media, digital media. We'll still have an app. We'll still have IndyCar.com, and uh, I think we've got a really potent partner to help us with all of it.
5: Mark Miles is the CEO and president of the IndyCar series. He's in the Freak Nation right now. Mark, do you have a sponsor to replace Verizon when it leaves the series next year?
9: Not yet, but we're working on it, and that's one of the great, uh, I I think, of the significance of today, Um, NBC and we will go to the market now with a completely integrated approach. We don't have a title. It doesn't always work, ideally, if the sports property has a title and then does a broadcast deal (laughs) or vice versa. Um, So to go in an integrated approach where uh, we can talk with prospective sponsors of the series and sponsors of the broadcast about a full program, uh, we think will we'll be strong and efficient. Also, you know, NBC's motivated to help us find a title mm-hmm. because they, they hope that the title will be an advertiser on, uh, on NBC's platform. So they'll help us with them get into uh, some, some prospective-sponsored doors that we might not um, have direct access to at the moment. And we certainly have some irons in the fire with companies that are interested in thinking about sponsorship. And we'll go in there with NBC at our side. So a a, a combined approach, I think, is going to be effective.
2: I mean, seriously. Let's take one of the sponsors from the Triple Crown, drape a a rug over one of the horses, and have him run next to an IndyCar, and then the IndyCar flashes by him in a TV commercial. This stuff is made for each other. Come on. The sponsorships have to go hand in hand.
9: You know, that's the way they think, too. Good. that they're really good at it. They, they, those you, you're just given another example of how they want to use uh, what we what they call their various platforms, and that means not just broadcast versus cable versus direct to consumers, but it means entertainment. You know, they got a strong lineup at night in, in on television. It means morning news um, and all of that, and cross promotion between sports. I hope we can do more. Cool. I may get in trouble here, but you know, be, with Formula One and us and NASCAR. Um, there's all of this working together can create a, a higher level of growth for the whole sport.
4: Yes. How will IndyCar the business model fit in with NBC's already established NASCAR coverage, Mark?
9: Well, for the last few years since NBC picked up the uh, the last half, so to speak, of the NASCAR season, it's been a real benefit to us and I think them because we've been able to work in a more coordinated way to avoid overlaps or I should say reduce the number of overlaps between IndyCar broadcasts and a cup broadcast. So first of all, there's a lot more times when we're not overlapping than there used to be before NBC had both of us. And going forward, I think um, you'll see even more of that. They're very much um, consented, in effect, to... uh, to, to maximize the coverage, and I think there'll be more times when one is a lead into the other, and vice versa, that really is good for both of us.
4: Mark Miles joining us here in the Freak Nation. Would you entertain a co-bill, a co-headliner weekend, say IndyCar and NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA? We've got a poll up on Twitter right now, and people are going bonkers with this. Would Mark Miles and IndyCar entertain a co-headliner like that? Sure.
9: Yeah, that's something we have thought about in the past. It gets really complicated if you have different broadcasters, when you have different sponsors, when you got different setups for tracks and the, and the like, and, and those sorts of issues or challenges. But our attitude is uh, let's grow motorsport, and anything that gets more people who are fans paying more attention or gets people who aren't necessarily fans taking another look is a really good thing.
4: All right, Mark, we'll end it with this. I think the question on the tip of everybody's tongue right about now, now that you're with NBC for the 2019 Indy 500, will Dale Jr. be covering the series?
9: (laughs) Well, we'll just have to see how all that works out. But I think uh, the 2019 will be bigger than 2018, which will be bigger than 2017 was. And we're just going to keep that direction.
4: Brother, put it down. Amen. I, I called that out last week, man, when I found out this was <laughs> happening. I said, Dale Jr. is going to be covering the Indy 500 next year. I, said, I mean, it just makes sense, Miles. Come on. Well,
9: well, we'll see. That's the kind of thing that we'll be working on. It's
2: a little, little outside the box, maybe, but uh, we'll see. That's yeah. way outside the box. He covered no. the freaking Olympics, Crash. I don't care because we want an Sorry, IndyCar man. guy in the booth. I'd rather well, have Danica Patrick. Yes, I'd rather have Danica Patrick in the booth than entertain Dale Earnhardt Jr. Me, right, Miles,
9: entertain yes. me. You're an entertainer. You're hey, all talking about it. I like the idea. Bam! Right. <laughs> Success.
4: Mark Miles, CEO, President of the IndyCar Series, kind enough to join the freaks, buddy. Thank you. We'll see you down. In fact, we'll see you out here in uh, Phoenix for the Phoenix Grand Prix at uh, ISM Raceway, buddy. All right. Let's look up out there. Thanks. And Freak Nation, coming up next, World of Outlaw Sprint Cars certainly get it right. Why in the hell can't NASCAR? Shane Stewart will help us explain. Coming up with World of Outlaw Star Gunner for a Championship. we explain coming up. Also, Simon Pagino, IndyCar Series Champion, coming up next hour. More Freaks, Lucas Hole Studios. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks. Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo T-shirts from Awesome Sports Logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these T-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's T-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: You know what, if you have no idea what happened to the NASCAR race this afternoon, well, it was snowed out. Not rained out, snowed out. All right? And, I mean, a an S-load of snow there in Martinsville, Virginia. And I said this going into break that freaking World of Outlaws seem to have it right. Granted, they've had some postponements due to a little bit of rain. Uh, but they start in Florida, work their way west through Texas and then Nevada, portions of California, and then out here to Phoenix. And no damn snow outs. There might be, again, I think I've seen three or four rain outs. But come on, man, snow? Uh, Shane Stewart sitting fourth in points. In the world of Outlaws, you do hit uh, Phoenix coming up, up in a couple of weeks, and hell, I would think Shane Stewart that you know NASCAR would take a lesson from World of Outlaws. You know, start <laughs> south and work your way west, dude. Right? That's
6: right. That's right. Yeah, we um, <clears throat> we haven't had much snow, but uh, we've had a <laughs> lot of rain. I'd say we, our West Coast swing has has been pretty miserable with all of our rainouts. But uh, it doesn't rain in Phoenix, right? Like that doesn't <laughs> happen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, when was it that NASCAR was at ISM Raceway? Oh, that was just two Novembers ago. Yeah, no worries. Never rains here. Yeah, we'll, we'll get,
4: no, but look, you're not, trust me, you're not running here in July and August when these freaking Habibs come through here. Habibs. What did I say, Habibs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did, Shane.
2: It's a big old windstorm, sandstorm, dust storm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a yeah, it's a hubbub.
4: Shane, you, you know me well enough to know that I, I can trip over my tongue anytime I can. Shane Stewart, <laughs> World of Outlaws pilot, uh, joining the Freaks. And looking at World of Outlaws versus other sprint cars, do you like a real – and again, I'm, I'm talking from a person, let's say somebody that's not familiar with what World of Outlaws are. It's incredible the the horsepower-to-weight ratio with World of Outlaws. But let's say – I'm a new person coming to check you guys out of Queen Creek, Arizona. Do I want to see you guys on a really wet track or, for the most part, a pretty dry track?
6: No, 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 buddy. We, well, here's the thing it, it's a twofold. Uh, you know, a, a winged 4, 410 sprint car is comparable to an F1 car. That's, <laughs> that's a, really the only way you can compare them. Um, now, when the track's wet, you're going to see really quick times. Uh, but if you want side-by-side racing, you, you got to go to a little bit of a dry place. And honestly, when we get slowed down a little bit uh, and start sliding each other through the corners, that's when we really, really put on a great race. And uh, regardless of what the track conditions are, I mean, we're the World of Outlaws is the best of the best. Like, it's it's a top echelon of, of sprint car racing, and we've got uh, – darn near uh twenty followers this year, which is the most we've they've had in a long time and and uh the competition is just unbelievable and you know you you add in your local guys that come and try to beat us uh when we're traveling around the country and it and it adds uh another level of of excitement for the local fans and and uh you know I very I've actually never heard of anybody that's been a first time visitor to an outlaw race be disappointed in and what they've seen throughout the night um you know i mean anytime you put 24 cars on a racetrack and we're going 100 mile an hour <laughs> trying to kill each other it's always entertaining right <laughs>
2: absolutely well shane stewart you guys are called the greatest show on dirt for a reason but one thing i find interesting is that your season is i mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. It is a little bit longer than the NASCAR season, but you guys as drivers, I don't really ever hear you guys complaining about how long the season is. Whereas that's a complaint we hear all the time in NASCAR. Why is it? What is the fun factor? What makes it so different being on the road so much, but still enjoying yourself?
6: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um I prob- don't ever interview a, a mechanic that actually works <laughs> on the train <spring> cars. <laughs> True. They they obviously have it a little rougher than, than some of the drivers, but you know, honestly, uh, so yeah, I mean our, our season starts in, in February in Florida and we end in November in Charlotte. But between those two dates, uh, our schedule is right at ninety races, which is it sounds crazy and 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 quite frankly uh it is crazy but you know it takes a a dedication of people uh it takes uh, a series like the world of outlaws to be able to geographically make all this make sense and um they do a great job at it uh at the end of the day i mean the world of outlaws are the best series as far as traveling around that that uh you can be a part of and you know, they have the most races. They, they pay the most to win. And and as a sprint car mechanic or, or driver, um, we all, that's this is where we want to be. We want to be racing with the best people. And, and you know, anytime a, a new team comes on the series and they race with us for about two months, like, it's kind of disheartening because sometimes you feel like you're getting beat up day in and day out. And you don't realize, like, how much better they're – the group of the world of outlaws is making you as a driver, as a mechanic, because hmm. you don't ever rest. You don't ever sleep. You're always thinking about trying to make your car faster. And as a driver, you know, you're, you're trying to do things better outside the racetrack to, to keep yourself, um, you know, healthy and, and the fitness side of things has, has evolved so much over the last two or three years. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's just a fun job. And, you know, I'm just fortunate to be able to, to be associated with a great group of guys, and and I got a great car owner with Kyle Larson, and and uh, we have good backing from DC Solar and Ineos and Brandt. and uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a great series to be involved with, and 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 as a as a driver, uh, this is like this is a series that you want to be in because it's the best drivers.
5: We're talking with Shane Stewart, who is fourth. In the world of Outlaws, the best show in racing, let's talk a little bit about uh, these 90 races. I hear that a lot of the guys don't go to all of them. I don't know if you go to all of them, Shane. Some of the races pay about $10 to win. Others pay 100000 to win. Uh, and most guys run just the ones that pay the big money. Is that is that still the case?
6: Uh, some. <clears throat> Uh, but you know, our, our team follows every world of our race.
5: Um, You're way, 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 way. Shane Stewart. That's insane. <laughs> you go to 90 races. You gotta be racing at least twice a week.
6: Buddy. That's it, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you. It like, it keeps you young, right? Like you're, just, you don't, it, it, <laughs> I'm telling you, like it is crazy. And that's what I seen earlier. Like our schedule is not, but. Uh, you know, this past week, like, we had two rainouts, and everyone's, like, ready to jump off the bridge, right? Like, because we've had two rainouts, and we've had a week off, and we're, everybody's itching to get back after it. You know, the, the drivers, the mechanics. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a little bit different than the NASCAR sing uh, body. I mean, here's the deal. So we race, right? So you got to picture this. We race. Uh, there's nights that we will uh, travel four hours down the road. We'll wash, right? So the mechanics will wash the car, clean everything up, uh, maintenance the race car, and then we'll race in another city, sometimes another state, uh, the next night. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, right? Like it's chaotic, but it's what uh, we live for. It's what gets us out of bed.
5: All right, Shane Stewart. Now, I've heard... In the past, in fact, uh, Mark Kinzer has come into the uh, Freak Nation years ago and told me that there are some things in those four uh, hour drives down the road that you might stop. He was a big roller coaster fan. There are oh, other great. guys who who have uh, special hobbies or passions. What's your passion when you are going these 4 hours down the road? What's your passion to do?
6: Well, uh, before I had a three-year-old, uh, it was the roller coasters and golf and, and you know, doing cool things like that. Now it's Disney World and, and trying to seek out uh, uh, Teletubbies and, and <laughs> <laughs> what have you. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, honestly, like, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate because my family can travel with me for the most part throughout the summer months and, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's times where you have a little bit of uh, downtime where you can go sightsee and 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 see a lot of cool things that that our country uh, has, and uh, you know that's the that's the one of the, the great benefits of, of what we do is we go coast to coast and and we get to see a lot of cool things and get to experience a lot of cool things, and um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy golf. Um, I wish I could. Play it more. I'm I'm still consider a a hack, um, but um, any time that I get to do that, I, I try to try to make uh, take advantage of that.
4: Shane Stewart, right. World of Outlaws pilot, setting fourth in points, going to be out at Cre- Queen Creek, of course, Arizona Speedway or Arizona yeah Arizona Speedway coming up here in a couple of weeks. Be sure to check it out at Arizona Speedway's website. And you talk about the three year old that you have. I've got a four year old now, man, and I'm I, I'm here to tell you. Uh, the the ability for a child to continue to hit daddy in the nuts is incredible, Shane.
3: Uh, it just, it
4: happens. They're right there at that height. They'll jump on the bed. They'll run up and hug you. It's just, I, I, don't know, I don't know about you, bro, but uh, if there's a World of Outlaws cup that you could just wear into bed, probably the best thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know. no i hear you i hear you i feel
6: your pain i feel your pain uh you definitely got to keep yourself protected at, at all times there's no there's no safe places anymore ever
4: no and, 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 and <laughs> even you in and the are...
6: middle of the night there's no what? safe
4: places. it's again she's 15 miles from me right now i can still feel her kicking me it's i don't i don't get it dang it that's called your wallet and no. that's called
2: you're gonna yeah, be that's broke
4: your credit card yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's going to happen when uh, and, and it's a, a a girl baby girl right yeah yeah nixon's three yeah what, what's going what cool to happen when she wants cool name what's going to happen when she wants to get into that that quarter midget
6: oh you know um so i've been asked this question several times and of course i'm like heck no it's not going to happen and but at the end of the day, like, my parents never told me no, right? Like, whether it was football or, or I think I was just meant to be in racing because I'm not good at any other sports besides what I do. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, my parents never said no to me. So it would be really hard to, to tell her no. Um, hopefully she's good at golf, right? Like, that's what I want her to do because I want to go to all these cool tournaments and go to these cool uh, golf courses when I retire. So that would be that would be really cool if she would take up golfing. I just don't know if I can make it happen or not.
4: Would you caddy for your daughter? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Would you let her wrench on your hey. outlaw?
6: <laughs> no, I don't know about that. See? <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah,
6: I think I the question would that. be would she let I'm not, I'm Shane caddy, she caddy for her? Be, she might be a great mechanic. I don't I don't who knows, but uh, right now, we're we're into uh, dolls and and uh, princesses and dance and and gymnastics and all that good stuff. So Bam. who knows? Just and hopefully
2: she uh,
6: she grows up to be a respectful human being. That's that's the
2: main thing. There it is. Boom.
4: Freak Nation, specifically in Phoenix, Arizona. Go to ArizonaSpeedway.net. dot net. That's ArizonaSpeedway.net. dot net for ticket information see world of outlaws the greatest show on dirt uh, April 7th world of outlaws uh, the desert shootout Arizona Speedway Shay we may see you out there man. good luck to you buddy thanks for doing this
6: no problem I hope you guys can make it um, you you nobody will be disappointed trust me we we put on a great great show and and uh, it doesn't last all night and all day and and uh, it's just good it's good for the kids oh, yes. and and uh, it's it's just good entertainment
0: yep
2: no, it is. It's it's one of our favorites. And dirt in our beer and t- turn four. There's nothing better.
6: Absolutely, <laughs> well,
4: absolutely. Yeah, dirt not in my beer and turn fours. There's that's better. I pressure. like a
2: dirt clod in my beer because <laughs> <laughs> it tells you that the action on the track is badass. <laughs> All
4: right, Shane. Thanks, buddy. No problem. You got a Shane you Stewart it. joining us here in the Freak Nation. Remember that stat, man? We'd sit at Turn Four, Paris Auto Speedway, World of Outlaws, and. <laughs> And these dirt clouds would come out the sides of our feet and land and at our feet. I put
5: a friend of mine out there. I put him in turn one, and he'd, he'd never seen a World of Outlaws race, and I just put him there and left him there and came back. <laughs> he was smiling and shaking his fist. Yeah, this is great. And I said, hey, you look at your beer. <laughs> he,
4: oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Alex Clancy, do you know what a World of Outlaw car is, what it looks like? No, I do not. Okay. It's a Uh, badass sprint car. Alex Clancy, of course, uh, making it sound so pretty in this studio where we are. And Clancy, we need to get get you.
5: Alex, (laughs) don't go to a race because you'll get hooked. And, you know, unless unless you want to walk around with a drip, don't go to a race
2: a trip. <laughs> well, it's true, though, because NASCAR races are about three or four hours. IndyCar races, Formula One races, those are two hours. Sports car races, heck, they can last 24 hours. <laughs> World of Outlaws, it's basically 30 laps. You get all the qualifying leading up to the 30-lap main, and sometimes the mains are longer than that. But it is. It's like Supercross. It, it, everything is in one night, and it's massively action-packed. It's, it is
4: addictive. It's a very addictive form of racing. Is that, what's the horsepower in those World of Outlaws?
5: It's about 900. I I always say a thousand horsepower and a thousand pounds. I think they're 1100 pound cars and about 900 horsepower.
4: I don't know if that helps you at all, Clancy, to sh- just show you how gnarly these cars. A thousand pounds with a thousand horsepower.
8: <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out like because like, we did the NHRA thing and right. I I got to see that, so I'm starting to learn. The yeah. the the bell curve is starting to become less steep.
5: True. And they they pull both wheels off the ground when they come out of turn two. <laughs> And turn four. It's, you can't, I'm telling you, you have to walk around with a drip.
4: <laughs> and and Clancy knows a lot about drips, given his proclivity to oh, partake here we in, go. The, here we go. in the sweet nectar of uh, beverage. Sweet Whatever that means. Huh? <laughs> the sweet nectar of beverage. I just said that. Uh, coming up next hour, his name is Simon Pagino, IndyCar Series champion. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Damn it, they're finally hitting an oval. Well, okay, it's the second race of the season. And I looked at Crash a few days ago, and I said, uh, what the hell happened? Why is Phoenix the second race on the schedule? We thought there might be another one in between. I
2: thought Barber was in between yeah. IndyCar season opener and Phoenix, but nope, nope,
4: nope. nope. Barber's after uh, Phoenix. Finally getting up themselves on Oval ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Go to ismraceway.com for more information. He joins us, and Christian Craig, Supercross star, coming up next hour. Speed
0: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
10: Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Go to mtbfish.com slash fishtalkradio now. Select your target species, select your subscription length get your mystery tackle box delivered and catch more fish it's that easy they offer seven different species and monthly to 12 month subscriptions plus gift subscriptions that are perfect for any angler not only will you discover new lures and save up to 40 percent off retail prices but mystery tackle box also produces amazing content on their blog social media and youtube channel to help make you a better more well-rounded angler and we've partnered with them to get you all a great deal. Use the promo code Fishtalk for $10 off your first subscription. Visit mtbfish.com slash fishtalkradio to learn more and subscribe. That's mtbfish.com slash fishtalkradio.
7: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone
3: and call right now. 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517
2: Every business has unique stats that lead them on a path to growth. Let Muse Platforms find yours with a free assessment to see how we can help you increase sales. Text STATS to 797979 for your free assessment today. Museplatforms.com will build your digital marketing platform through insight, innovation, and impact. We provide a one-stop shop for Adobe Creative and Marketing Cloud solutions for businesses of all sizes. So text STATS to 797979 today. Let your stats lead you down a path to growth.
4: Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to tackle those home projects you've been putting off. So come springtime, you can just sit back and relax. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. Find a great pro now before the busy season hits. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor is your NCAA men's basketball bracket any better than it was uh, this time last week? I uh, didn't think so. No, nope, didn't think so. I lost a bet. I'm going to have to pay it off this week. I'm going to have to wear Clancy's underwear, Crasher's underwear, and another gentleman, Suave's underwear, together uh, either Monday night or Tuesday night. Uh, oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. The four that I had making it to the final four, not one of them did. And this is oh,
2: after wow. the yeah. first week, but this is after the first weekend of all the surprises. You you picked the final four last Friday, or yeah. no? You picked the final four last Wednesday, and you still didn't get any of the four. Statman.
4: man. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, I I had I picked Nevada, you know, the George Mason, the VCU, 11 mm. c to jump up and no, so Chicago decided to do, to, to uh, do that to me. You picked I, against
5: the nun? Come on. Right? Sister Jean. Kenny. Listen, how, what kind of what kind of a man would pick against a nun?
4: Now that's not the nun that I remember back in the day. When I heard <laughs> nun, I ran like hell. That's a nun I'd like to party with.
2: <laughs> she does seem kind of cool.
4: None of my business to talk about the nuns that <laughs> were in ruler distance of my freaking knuckles. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. Ruler distance of your knuckles? I, th- you that, got slapped on the knuckles with a ruler?
4: No, man, but that's what nuns used to do back in the age, slap your knuckles. That's what I was told from my Catholic comm- commissaries. I don't know what I'm trying to say. my. my, commiseries. my, my, <laughs> my what Catholic- kind of, you
5: got Dalabonics, you got Indibonics? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. We might have some Columbabonics in here sometime. <laughs>
4: Kenny's hungover. Uh, I'm not hungover. I got rid of that about uh, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. Damn. <laughs> I still can't believe I'm, again, watching Cornhole. Not on oh, right now. the outdoor Cornhole channel. <laughs> I'm watching them on ESPN2. The same bloody network that crapped the bed pi- pirating the F1 broadcast last night, this morning. And the chirons are working out fine. The spot breaks look great. Yeah,
2: they we- seem to have their cornhole in order, but uh, they could not do anything right with F1.
4: I, I guarantee the majority of these people in the audience
10: couldn't spell F1 to be spotted. <laughs> I, if oh, you spotted them nice. the
5: F and the
2: 1. <laughs> oh, please.
5: please. You're just
2: please, upset. <laughs>
5: We've been together too long. I was Uh, waiting for you to finish so that I could say the same thing.
2: (laughs) Kenny's hacking up a long year.
4: But damn it, they got the broadcast down. Cornhole championships. The ACL, the American Cornhole League. Hey, buddy, what do you do? I throw throw the bags. What? Yeah, man. I'm a a cornhole professional. You do what? Yeah, Yeah, I throw bags through holes. I'm taking my motor home to Vegas this <laughs> <so> weekend. <can't laughs> and then you say, it in the Mirage parking lot. I said, you are freaking high. No. Watch me. I'm on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> going, what? <laughs> said, uh, so there you go, Freak Nation. Coming up this hour, Simon Pagino, IndyCar Series champion will be in here, Christian Craig. This dude is incredible at what he's doing in Supercross. This guy uh, gets the call for not one, but two big-time supercross pilots to get off his 250 and get on that 450 and does a damn good job so he'll be joining us this hour espn again craps the bed when it comes to their formula one coverage we don't have much to talk about when it comes to nascar because nascar decided to schedule their race in martinsville from everything that i'm reading and a week earlier than they typically do oh
2: i know One week. I, we I, can't I, blame it on the I, scheduling. I,
4: well, okay.
2: <laughs>
4: One week. I don't, listen.
2: It has not snowed out a NASCAR weekend since
5: 1993. Right. One it's a Chinese difference. conspiracy. Yeah, it it's is. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with climate change. It's a Chinese conspiracy.
4: I knew Statman was going to do that sooner or later. <laughs> Man. it on the Chinese, Statman.
5: <laughs> there you go.
4: <laughs> You know, hell. Uh, Coming up in moments. One from column A and two from column B. (laughs) Look, you can't put anything past me, man. Cornhole championships are on ESPN2. I'm going to reset here. Get back to you in 10 seconds.
0: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined
4: the Freaks. Welcoming back some of our affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. How you doing, man? Lucas Oil Studios running on those Continental tires. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, SpeedFreaks.tv, and of course, at SpeedFreaks on Facebook and on Twitter. Coming up in moments, Simon Pagino. IndyCar Series champion. They finally get on an oval. ISM Raceway in Phoenix. He's going to be joining us. And Christian Craig, one bad mother Effer when it comes to Supercross. He'll be joining us. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com to find the righteous rubber from Continental Tire. Crasher?
2: Well, we talked about it last hour, and we're going to do it again now. Just how odd this weekend was in racing. And I still think it's one of the oddest, if not the oddest, in all of racing, all the history of racing. Last night, Supercross went to weather-beaten Indianapolis. Yes, of course, the IndyCar test at the Oval had to be canceled because of the weather. And last night, Supercross, they had to have the roof on Lucas Oil Stadium because of the weather. The 250 race final then went under review. So yeah, they declared winner, Jeremy Martin. Oops, wait, did he run in the red zone? I think he did. Let's put the race under review. Okay, whatever. Jeremy was granted the 250s win because they did not find any evidence of him running in a red zone. Ooh, how strange is that? 450s, on the other hand, were dominated by Marvin Muskin. The weirdness continued into today to find out when we woke up, oh, no, no NASCAR because of snow. And that's after yesterday's truck race only got 23 laps in because of rain falling, which that is the rain that eventually turned into snow. Just bizarre all around. Tomorrow will be a doubleheader for NASCAR. Starting at what, 1 p.m., Cup and Trucks. 1 p.m. Eastern, that is. Hey, welcome to the season, Formula One. That cool treatment by ESPN. Mmm, yeah, great how this relationship is going to come together. Sebastian Vettel ended up besting Lewis Hamilton with luck on his side, but the TV stuff was just a nightmare. We'll talk more about that later on in this hour. And the weirdness isn't just done there. Tonight was all Stormy Daniels all the time. Of course, CBS their 60 Minutes show aired her interview tonight telling her story of her alleged affair with our country's president. Her lawyer, though, how about him? Michael Avenatti, heard of him? Yeah, he's an IMSA driver, Yay. sports car driver. Oh, my. Are we going to get to that later this hour, Kenny?
4: We may have to. We man. have
2: to, yeah. It's just bizarre.
4: Coming up, Simon Pagino, IndyCar champion, joins us next. Lucas Oil Studios.
7: sir jeremy you are a true friend of the crown dilly dilly, dilly, dilly. madam susan you are an even truer friend of the crown dilly dilly dilly, dilly. what is that this
9: is a spiced honeymead wine that i have really been into lately
7: please follow sir brad he's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery i'm sorry what pit of misery dilly dilly, dilly, dilly.
8: here's to the friends you can always count on
7: the Extreme
4: Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Introduce .com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed
1: Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
4: You're back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, and, of course, therefore, on Facebook. IndyCar champion Simon Pagino joined the Freaks as we get set for the first oval in the IndyCar series, uh, running at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. And First of all, Simon, welcome back to Freak Nation, Holmes.
11: Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be on.
4: All right, so I didn't realize there was such a big layoff between St. Pete and ISM Raceway. I, I guess there wasn't a race originally scheduled with this layoff. Now, what does this do for you, though, you get your first taste of the road course with St. Pete, then you got to wait several weeks to go to an oval. Does that set off your dynamics as a as a racer, or are there apparatus out there that can keep your chops uh, in order for, um, to be prepared?
11: Uh, well, you know, it actually is a good thing because you um, you know you go through the first race of the season, figure out how the car is. Then it gives us a little bit of rest to uh, regroup and understand how to attack the rest of the season with this new car. Um, so so far so good. I think it's uh, actually a really good schedule.
5: Simon, passion. Oh, you know, Kenny alluded to this earlier with the new aero kits on the Indy car. Phoenix is coming up. It's pretty aero sensitive. What should we expect to see?
11: Well, I think um, I think the fans are going to be really excited about the new Indy cars. They they, they look really sleek, actually really sexy new race cars. Um, you know, they, they got rid of the rear bumpers. Um, the look of it is awesome. And uh, I think the cars accelerate a lot quicker on the straightaway and, and make it for a more exciting car to watch. The, the racing itself, I think, would be a lot more exciting. There's a lot more degradation of uh, on the tires. So you, you really have to keep up with your car and... Um, around the racetrack so i think we're gonna have a great show
2: so basically you're talking sexy race cars you haven't even talked about how sexy race car drivers so people better come out to phoenix because it's all about the sexy
11: well you know there's a bunch of uh, very sexy drivers uh (laughs) wearing black slacks uh with a team penske logo so you can come and see us
2: (laughs) oh so the team penske wardrobe is known as being sexy i get it now
11: Sexy, classy, you know, elegant. Elegant. Sophisticated.
4: Yeah, leave it to me to bring it back to, to racing, <laughs> right?
11: Okay, good. Yeah, let's get <laughs> okay, back Sergeant,
4: on Okay, Sergeant, go. Uh, IndyCar Series champion Simon Pagino joining the Freaks as we get set for IndyCar's return to Phoenix for the Phoenix Grand Prix ISM Raceway. And to focus in on this track and the, and the mile ovals, you got like a the Milwaukee mile. And again... Talking from a standpoint of not being that familiar with IndyCar racing, someone would say, come on, what's the difference between the Milwaukee Mile and ISM Raceway outside of the configuration? How different are these two tracks?
11: Very different. I think uh, Phoenix is a lot faster, first of all. Um, there's a one corner, turn one. The the first corner, basically, is a lot tighter than turn three and four. And there's also a dogleg leg. Uh, which, um, which makes that straightaway between turn two and three really short. Uh, so it's, um, it's almost like a tri-oval, uh, but it's a mini track. So, uh, you know, you go around the track in 19 seconds. It's, uh, it's pretty fast.
2: And people always want to say, you guys as drivers, you need Phoenix on the schedule before Indy because you need that oval experience. But then again, nothing really translates from the Phoenix oval to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Indy 500, does it?
11: Well, it's true. It's um, it's not the same uh, aero package. It, it definitely isn't the same mechanical package either, but it gives you the opportunity to get your um, – Rust off on a oval before Indy. Uh, so, you know, short oval is always very daring. So it's uh, for me, it's a great moment to get ready for oval racing, and uh, uh, it cr- also creates a lot of action and in a short short amount of time around the lap. So, um, so I love it.
4: Simon Pagenaud, IndyCar Series pilot, Jordan the Freaks, getting set for ISM Raceway, the return to Phoenix. The news coming out this week with full time on NBC, NBCSN for the 2019 season. Oh yeah! What does this do for your confidence, or you, you personally, as a driver, not as not as a fan, but you as a driver?
11: Oh, what well, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I was, I jumped off my chair when I saw the news. Honestly, it's uh, it's phenomenal for the sport. Phenomenal for me as a driver. Um, you know, obviously, NBC is a major network. And um, they're going to show eight races on the NBC network. The rest of the races are going to be on uh, NBC Sports Network. And, uh, and they've done a tremendous job in the past uh, few years to, um, to get the sport where it needs to be. So personally, from my standpoint, it's, it's really good because it's going to help me uh, get my name on the map. And that can only be good for our partners, uh, for our team, and for the future of the sport.
5: Wait a minute, Simon Paginot, you mean you jumped out of your seat? That means that the drivers didn't know what was on the horizon. They didn't know what talks were going on. Are you telling me that's the case? No, we didn't. I mean, we know that um, obviously all the whole IndyCar team,
11: Mark Miles and these guys, are working really hard for, for the sport. But um, they have to keep some confidentiality on their deals, I guess. We knew a day before um which uh, which was a great news um but um but yeah there's confidentiality in every agreement so that's understandable
2: and then also i know what i like out of the deal it, it, just my opinion I, I think abc and espn were just very vanilla with their coverage so when you say you're excited about this new tv deal with indycar is it because you think there's going to be more personality or what specifically are you excited about
11: well, I just think that, you know, NBC Sports Network's done such a great job at broadcasting the races, showing the replay, showing a great images on TV, something exciting to watch with great commentaries as well. But uh, their reach, It's their reach that's very interesting for the sport. And um, we know and we have confidence that they will push for it. They will push our sport ahead. And, um, you know, you couldn't hope for anything better. So quite frankly, it's a,
4: it's a relief. Have you had any conversations with the captain Roger Pinsky, and what this will do for sponsorship moving forward?
11: No, we haven't talked about it, but I'm sure he's happy, and I'm sure um, you know our partners are ecstatic about the news. Uh, that's exactly what they want. They you know they want to be on, they want to be seen, and uh, and that's the best way to be seen.
2: Speaking of sponsors, do they know that you are a world-renowned poet right now? Because World Poetry Day was this past week on Twitter, and you kind of crushed it.
11: Yeah, I, I've got um, I've got some secret hidden secrets. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> well, we know you can sing the Menards jingle, and now you're talking about Yellow and how you are the IndyCar fellow. Y- you know what, Simon? You are a man of many talents. What else do we not know oh, about you? Thank you.
4: you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Simon Pagino joining the Freaks. And, Simon, we have a poll out there at Speed Freaks on Twitter. I I call it, it's going to happen before I crap the bed, meaning (laughs) we're going to have a doubleheader, a motorsports doubleheader at the same track or the same arena area, like whether it's Sonoma or maybe Bristol for NHRA and NASCAR or Sonoma, NHRA, an IndyCar. Would you like to see that as a driver, a double header, not top bill, but a co bill? What do you mean exactly? Let's say you guys run Sonoma. Yeah. You run Sonoma Sunday afternoon. NHRA comes in and runs qualifying on Friday and Saturday. They have the drag strip there to where fans could buy one ticket for the NHRA Friday and Saturday and also get into the Sunday afternoon road course with IndyCar.
11: Oh, wow, I think that would be fantastic. I think it would be awesome. Uh, if I'm a race fan, then that's that, double the show uh, in two days. So I think it would be great. I mean, if it's something possible, I think it's, I think it's always great to uh, bring the sports together. Uh, at the end of the day, it's motorsports, and uh, it's two different kind of racing. So why not?
4: Well, that's been our complaint for the 18 years we've been doing this is when we started this, it was so divisive. Amongst the series, if you're a NASCAR fan, you can't be an IndyCar fan. If you're a Supercross fan, you can't be a drag racing fan. When in reality, we're all motorsports fans. And we've seen uh, asses fall off the back of the stands and not be replenished. We've seen sponsors leave these motorsports series and not return. So, and, and the old saying of all boats rise and fall with on a, on a high tide. Why can't we get our arms around this and realize the success of IndyCar is also... Align with the success of NHRA and the success of NASCAR, and not be so divisive in our opinions.
11: Yeah, well, I think that's uh, that's a very difficult question to answer. Right. <laughs> I think we're going down the different subjects. I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's about you know it's, it's about other things, about politics and whatever the, the each series are involved with and their agreements. So, unfortunately, I only get to drive. Right. Uh, And I tell you what, I love it, and I don't get to make those decisions, and I'm glad I don't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now, he is one of the best drivers in the IndyCar series, and you are all about it. It's France versus the world in IndyCar because your buddy, Sebastian Bourdais, leading the points right now. Yeah, you're going to keep it that way after Phoenix, I'm sure. Oh, hell no. No, 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 I mean, as far as France versus anybody else in IndyCar, you're going to ah, take the win.
11: Babe. I was saying, no, hell no, I won't leave it at that. I'm coming I'm coming for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely.
11: I <laughs> did a great job. I was very happy for Seb. I mean, obviously he went through a lot last year, and his win in St. Pete was uh, was really great to see. Um, but now, you know, there's a championship, and uh, we're coming
4: back. Who's the sexiest dresser? Oh. Between but, what? but who's this? Who dresses the sexiest between you and your your French counterpart, Sebastian Bourdais? Is that even a question? Well, <laughs> Is that a question? well I'll let Sebastian. I you judge that. <laughs> I'll let Sebastian know that you compliment him on his uh, attire, <laughs> on his wardrobe. <laughs> hey, Sebastian, we look forward to seeing you out oh, here. Oh,
8: you just called him Sebastian. No, I'm Simon. That's
4: right. That, that was intentional. Hey, uh, oh, so S- Sebastian Pagano, it's it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Simon, we we'll, we we'll look forward to seeing you out here at Phoenix Man and and getting you guys underneath the lights with this new aero package, buddy.
11: Thank you, thank you for the show, guys. It's uh, really nice to have real fans like you, real sports fans behind us.
4: Thank you. Had a boy. See you, bud. See you. I want to get back to that conversation that I had with with Simon about. Pairing up NHRA, IndyCar, IndyCar, NASCAR. I want to get back to that. And the significant. Okay. It was a very strange day. Snow rains out NASCAR. Excuse me. Snow cancels, moves NASCAR to tomorrow morning, uh, the cup race. And what the hell does Stormy Daniels have to do with motorsports? It's next. Speed Freaks of Pitts and Lucas Hole Studios.
9: Good evening, my fellow citizens.
4: this year's
5: ESPN Formula One telecasts aren't just different from NBC. The first, on Saturday night, was a giant step backwards. ESPN took the races from NBC this season, and instead of doing their own show using the international feed from F1, they used the Sky Sports split feed with offshore announcers who evidently don't care that Americans are watching. At least the NBC guys based in Charlotte, North Carolina, could make the show interesting, even mixing in American race events on the weekend. The transitions to and from commercial were awkward. They just cut back and forth from the Sky Sports feed, usually in mid-sentence. That's unacceptable for a network broadcasting one of the world's premier events. This first race was on ESPN2, which isn't on everyone's basic cable like ESPN. There will be complaints about that too. Hopefully someone was watching with an objective eye and these things will be addressed before race 2 from Bahrain, April 8. Peace.
6: I continue to take Andrel corner and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years.
0: Andro
8: 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435.
3: The
4: Coming up in about 15 minutes, his name is Christian Craig. What he's doing at Supercross is nuts. He's asked in the outdoor season to fill in for, excuse me, no, he's he's been asked before in Supercross to fill in for some a driver or two. He basically runs the second half of the motocross season. No, hold on a second, Crash. Am I getting my am I, am I getting my injuries mixed up? Christian Craig was not the one who had the torn up thumb. Christian Craig's the one that had the broken back. Yes. There we and go. And came
2: back from a broken back. <laughs> well, yeah, wow. Wow.
4: You so see, you come back from a you come back from a broken back and you jump on a motorcycle. Because that's not what Yeah. That's just because motorcycles, the way they beat up your from your shoulders down to your lower back, your kidneys. <laughs> you had a broken back, and am get back on the bike. Regardless, well, let's dude. I was
2: just asking about it because wasn't he? questionable to walk for like a couple of days it it was pretty scary
4: so he'll (laughs) he'll join us right around 40 past the hour here in the freak nation so a couple of things one that's just very strange is the significance of stormy daniels to motorsports i don't know if it's significant but there is a kind of is
2: (laughs) because it it also brings the president into motorsports kind of
4: stormy Daniels attorney. And Statman used to party with this guy.
9: Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Stormy Daniels' attorney so form a former sports car driver in the IMSA series. Statman, can you explain a little bit with Stormy Daniels' attorney and former driver or current driver? What, what's the deal? Well, Michael
5: Avenetti was uh, a, a driver who's bumping around in the IMSA garage he hooked up with uh, Patrick Dempsey Racing when Dempsey was trying to get to Lamar, needed extra money. And you remember when Tully's, uh, the coffee in Seattle, ended up on Dempsey's car. Well, uh, Dempsey and Avenetti were supposed to be buying the Tully's coffee shop in uh, uh, Seattle, but uh, Tull- uh, Avenetti never came through with his side of the bargain never came through with his part of the money. And they were committed to go to Lamar. When all this happened, Mm. Dempsey had to pick up the, uh, the, the, check to take everybody there. And, uh, that soon thereafter, Avenetti was no longer driving a Dempsey car. It's an interesting, uh, story that was told in a documentary that, Dempsey paid for, uh, you know, I think it was called the road to Le Mans or something like that. Uh, but, uh, there was a whole half hour that was set aside for this, you know, Avenetti's involvement in Patrick Dempsey racing.
2: And it's weird because I believe he told Dempsey at the time that he could bring $2 million to the road to Le Mans deal and Avenetti himself, even if he borrowed money incorrectly to try to pay for this coffee shop purchase, <laughs> he's still worth a heck of a lot of money himself because of all these celebrities that he has represented in the past. His wife, I believe, filed for divorce. Gosh, last was it just last year or maybe two years ago? And in there, <laughs> there was something stating what he requires to live per month and what his wife, his ex wife now, requires to live per month. And it was something Michael Avenatti needs at least forty thousand dollars in expenses per month and part of it is to fund his still current race car hobby. <laughs> forty thousand a month.
5: Well part of the part of the deal and and they talk about this in the documentary, that porsche who was behind Dempsey racing uh, told him, well, you could do it without that guy, can't you? And Dempsey stood up for him, uh, oh, and wow. you know because that was the money that they were going to use. And uh, Porsche said, well, okay, and uh, you know there you go. The best laid plans of mice and avenettes are sometimes gone astray. To mangle several metaphors there.
4: Now, pardon my ignorance. Because I've exemplified it several times tonight. Um, now, Dempsey's been out of racing for a few years now. Is is this on top of the issues with his ex-wife, or is this solely why Dempsey got out of racing? Stat, do you know?
5: I don't know. I think it had it may have had something to do with it. He was at the from the beginning when he first got involved with Joe Foster and was racing, uh, you know, at the entry level to professional racing. In fact, he told me once that his goal was not to pick up the tab for all the racing that he wanted to do. And they probably got pretty stretched when he suddenly had to pick up the tab to go to Lamar, at Mm. least part of the money. And uh, that's, you know, maybe his wife said, dude, what are you doing? And he probably looked at it and said, this is not what I want to do. And he proved that he was a good driver. He didn't have to prove that he was a bank, too. And that's what uh, I don't know if it had an impact on is why he got out. But if I was him, I would think twice about staying in, especially if the wife at home is saying, dude, you ain't doing that again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of sucks because. You know, a lot of actors do play around with motorsports and, you know, they can have so-so careers. I mean, obviously, Paul Newman had an amazing career. His entire life went into motorsports after acting. But Patrick Dempsey, you're right. He was a legit driver. He could absolutely go places. So if this money deal with now Stormy Daniels lawyer, Michael Avenetti, who's back out in the headlines, massive headlines at that, yeah, if that is really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for Patrick Dempsey to end racing, that would be a
4: shame. That certainly would be a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah, if, if everything's correct, the stat man you're saying, you, you stick up for this dude and then he stabs you in the back, allegedly. Yeah,
5: well, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the deal. I mean, that's not wouldn't be the first time a knife went into somebody's back in racing, but, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's I, I like Patrick. I like Patrick a lot. Yes. And Patrick was a straight up dude and saw him once on an airplane and he didn't ignore me. You know, he grabbed my hand and said, well, we stood there and talked for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a, a righteous guy. And, uh, you know, I, anybody that's going to rip him off, I, you know, to me, they could take a long walk off a short pier. I, I don't have any place for him at all.
4: You can email him. Stat MC at speedfreaks.tv. Coming up next, his name is Christian Craig, badass Supercross star. Had a broken back, and from we understand, uh, there was concern that he would never walk again. We'll ask him about that and more. Joins us, coming up, SpeedFreaks Pit Down the Lucas Hole Studios.
0: SpeedFreaks
1: Motorsports Radio Redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24/7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind the scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it, and hold on tight.
7: Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the Crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the Crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the Pit of Misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery, dilly dilly. dilly dilly dilly.
8: Here's to the friends you can always count
2: on.
4: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks. Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo T-shirts from Awesome Sports Logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these T-shirts, they are awesome. Made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's T-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed
1: Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
4: Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Man. the website SpeedFreaks.tv. They're for you on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, all across the country, your favorite affiliates and Sirius XM. Sports Talk Radio. His name is Christian Craig. If you follow motocross, you follow supercross, you know the name. Maybe from different classes, but more specifically, as of late, this dude's filling in for a couple of big-timers in Ken Roxon and Cole Seeley. And I say big-timers only because those are a couple of names that, of course, you know. You start out in the 250s, and help me, exp- help me explain this to the Freak Nation. You start out on the 250s this year, and then you get the call to fill in for these two guys, how in the hell does this happen? <laughs>
12: well, uh, last year um, I ended up filling for filling in for Ken Rockson the whole summer for Factory Honda, so kind of knew the team really well. Um, got to know them, and then obviously this year, you know, Ken went out with an injury, and then a couple rounds later, Cole went out with a, a pretty big major injury. Um, so they were left. They were left with nothing, and, you know, I expected that I would get a call a couple couple days later, and and, and I did. So, um, you know, racing Supercross, every racer's dream, our goal is to be in the 450 class, and so if you're not in that, you know, you're working towards it. And so when you get a call to, to fill in for a rider in the 450 class, um, you know, you can't say no.
4: Well, what's amazing to me is how well you've done – building in on the 450 Ricky Carmichael many years ago when they moved to 450s in the big boy class talked about the difference of the 450s on these short courses and how honestly there were times where he didn't know really what he was riding because it was so difficult is it that difficult for you going from a 250 to a 450
12: well I mean yeah back in the day it was it was tough but I kind of grew up riding the 450 so it's not a not a huge change for me but um yeah, I mean, the power is noticeably different. It's a lot faster. You can you can do bigger jumps. You can hit sections faster. And so you kind of have to relearn your timing um, on the dirt bike. But, you know, luckily I, I ride the 450 pretty well, um, and that's not a problem for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was excited to get the call a couple weeks ago, and, and the results right away were pretty decent. I got a fifth right away, and then a fourth followed up in Daytona. So um, I couldn't ask for really anything better than that for filling in.
2: No, and not like being thrown into the fire right away with the Triple Crown in Atlanta. So, yeah, that is badass. So you've got the rest <laughs> of the season going on in front of you, but I want to back up even farther. Christian, do you still have any repercussions from when you broke your back in 2009? Because that's pretty serious.
12: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that was a, a tough one. Um, I had to relearn how to walk. I had a, a- oh. A year off the dirt bike. So, um, you know, it's, it, I'm, I'm fully healed now, other than a, some fusions in my lower back. So I don't have full movement, but, um, I would say more mentality side of, of, of overcoming, you know, it wasn't my fault. It was the dirt bike's fault. It yeah. actually had a practice track, it shut off over a jump, and, and, you know, the rest was history. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You never know with dirt bikes that it's, uh, there's like thousands of parts moving in the motor and you know hopefully you just, just got to put your trust into it and um unfortunately it just didn't work out for me and but luckily i'm um, um i'm still racing and i'm healthy so that's all it that matters
5: christian craig the mental side of anything in sports especially something as difficult as motocross the mental side is difficult how many times did you want to say i'm done with this i don't want to do it anymore
12: well, when I, when I broke my back, it was 2009, so I was young. Um, when, I, when I was told, you know, I, wasn't, I didn't know if I was able to walk again. And then once I felt my legs and everything, all I wanted to do was ride a dirt bike. I didn't really care about walking. And so when you're that young, um, all you care about is getting back on a dirt bike. And, uh, you know, it's been nine years or ten years since. And, um, you know, I still think about it. But, yeah, the mentality side is tough. I actually uh, stepped away from professional uh, motorcycle racing in 2013 um, due to just too many injuries. You know, after the broken back, I just had little injuries that kept me off the bike for way too long, and and it just got really tiring of being in the hospital and just getting all these surgeries. So, um, I took a couple years off, actually.
2: And now you're about ready to have your second child. And when it comes to whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, sometimes drivers, children can either motivate them so that they can do a little bit better in the car because they're doing it for their family now. Or sometimes it it detracts from their ability on the track because they're like, I got to be more cautious. I'm a dad now. You now expecting your second child and considering everything you've been through in your career up till now what is it like for you under that helmet? Are you wanting to just push it farther, or are you kind of taking it a little bit conservative and just okay with how things end up?
12: No, it it, it was motivation um, cool. with my kid. You know, just I wanted to show him whatever it was that I'm doing. You know, whether it's playing golf or not even in a sport, that uh, to never give up on what you love. So, um, you know, he's young; he's three years old, but he can look back on this one day and and see the pictures that his dad never gave up and so that's what i want to do is that drives me to be better every day and and try to win so that's one of the things that that keeps me going
5: we're talking with supercross rider christian craig christian your dad rode you ride your son may ride has there ever come a time when you say look i want to be 47 and maybe walk my son's future bride down the aisle how do you know when it's time to get off the bike will a time come in the near future when that might happen
12: yeah. And, and dirt bikes, there is a time limit. Um, I, I would say, you know, 30 to 35 is you're pushing, you're pushing it on the dirt bike. And I um, think that's when most of the riders call it or even younger than that. So um, I know I have a time limit in this and, and that's why I'm trying to do everything I can to, to make the most of it, and try to get some wins while like, while I'm young enough.
2: Don't tell Chad Reed about that time limit.
12: <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he, I think he's going on 36, so he's pushing that time limit further and further.
4: Your dad, Mike, of course, raced Supercross, Motocross. Is he still part of the conversation with you and continuing to, to race? Does he give you advice on maybe you should step away or keep going until you feel it's time to to uh, leave?
12: Um, not, not so much. Uh, when I went pro when I was 18, he kind of uh, stepped away, let me do my own thing, so... You know that was a that was a deal that you know I kind of made. I just wanted to do my own thing and and grow into my own you know myself and um. But yeah, he watches my racing and and I'll talk to him here and there and, and but you know for the most part it's just me.
2: And then on the other end of it, does Jagger understand your son now? Does he understand what's going on with Daddy as a pro Supercross pro motocross driver rider?
12: Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's three now, and, and he goes to the, most of the races with us, and, you know, he travels with us. He knows all about it. He knows about Supercross, and he, and he the only thing he hates is the the fireworks um, and <laughs> opening ceremonies. He always brings that up. Is there going to be fireworks? Is there going to be fireworks? I'm like, yeah, every weekend. So, you know, he, he sees me on the track, and it's pretty funny, but, um, man, I love it, and that's what I grew up doing is just going to the race, watching my dad um, Whatever he wants to do, though, you know, I, I'm not going to push him to race dirt bikes. He can he can do whatever he wants, but um, I think just growing up around a dirt bike track is, is a lot of fun.
4: Curious, Chrissy Craig, when you've got Roxen and Sealy on the sidelines, do you consult with those guys with different lines, different setups on the bike, or do they even offer up some advice or some insight to certain tracks and races?
12: Um, yeah, so Sealy, uh, me and him are actually training partners and riding partners, so we spent the past year just riding every day and training in the gym together every day. And, um, you know, he became a close friend of mine. So, um, when he got hurt and I actually had to fill in his spot, it kind of bummed me out in the same, in the same place. You know, I just didn't, uh, that's not the way I want to take someone's spot is yeah. someone I'm close to, but yeah. And then Ken, on the other hand, um, he comes to the races sometimes and, and tries to help out with bike setup and, he actually went to daytona when we uh talked about some stuff in practice and went over it and we made some bike changes stuff that he thought about and it actually ended up being really good so um you know i try to listen to ken as much as possible you know he's one of the best in the sport so i'm like a sponge when he's around
4: listen buddy i'm as i'm as probably as old as your dad or even older and i've got a four-year-old daughter you have a three-year-old son i don't know about you man but this little four-year-old girl—it's incredible how she has the ability to continue to punch me in the nuts. It's—it's. It's, it, I'll be in—I'll be in bed when we'll be, she'll come wake me up, and her knee ends up in my crotch, man. I'll be what, going to hug her at daycare, and she runs up and her she headbutts me. How how in the hell do I keep these kids from hitting me in the nuts, man? Have you have you have you mastered that yet, bud?
12: No, I just have a boy. So I have a boy right now, but a girl on the way. So I guess I
4: got,
12: I got a. You know, prepare for that. Yeah,
4: it's. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny either. It's. It's a conversation I have with dads with young children, and it just seems to yeah. be synonymous with girls and boys when they get about that height. They just find a way. In fact, she's probably thirty feet away from me right now, still kicking me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
12: yeah, and sometimes I'd say, sometimes I'd say uh, that he's worse than a dog, but. Um, I think that's a
4: little too far, <laughs> but sometimes it goes that far. <laughs> well, dude, what you're doing is awesome, both on the track and off the track. We're, we're we're happy to get you here in the Freak Nation for the first time. Good luck to you for the rest of the year, and hopefully we'll get you back in, buddy. Oh,
12: thank you, thank you, guys. See you, man. See yep. ya.
0: Not, not much, much motorsports. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, no.
8: not, not,
2: not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, <laughs> much. Thank you, yeah, I love you. And
0: headlining the party.
8: The, the douchebags.
2: Lose. Not much motorsports.
7: <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. <laughs> 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 a ball. We're to
4: well, it's not the fact that Stormy Daniels said on 60 Minutes that she spanked Donald Trump and then got down with him. That's not the motorsports.
2: Oh, wait. Not much of Is thereof. Is that what we need to tell everybody at the White House or at least advise them to do if That actually gets Trump to start doing things? <laughs>
4: what, what? Spanking. Spanking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man.
2: Hey, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, just spank your spank.
4: boss. Spangled DT, (laughs) Holmes. A serial toilet clogger is on the loose in Wisconsin. Uh, The perpetrator has been viciously clogging the women's toilets in Deland County Community Center with a 20-ounce soda bottle. Instead of flushing, the person inserts the same type of bottle in the toilet trap receptor. Imagine writing that report. Uh, The obsessive prank has cost thousands of dollars for labor and repair. In addition to the fact that the bathroom is constantly out of service for the ladies. And men, if um, you're familiar with any ladies room, uh, you might not want to be stopping up that bad boy. Why do this? The police said. I don't know. But if you help us find this person, I will gladly tell you this is a very strange incident. And very gross, said the police officer. How'd you get that phone call, Crasher? Crasher magic Man, imagine, imagine getting that phone call. Uh, buddy, can you come on down here and help us unclog the women's toilet down at the community center?
5: Can you imagine the line that goes out the door? There's always a line at a women's restroom. If they oh, start so- clogging it up, the line must go twice as far.
4: All right. Hey, Ozzy Osbourne one time snorted ants, live ants. Um uh, I bring that up because a man tries to smuggle an entire ant colony in luggage from Africa into China to make medicinal wine. Wait, huh? Yep. Yeah. I don't think Ozzy was trying to make wine. I think he was just trying to outdo members of Motley crew on the rankest thing they would do. So Ozzy snorted some live ants, and this dude has live ants in his pants. A Chinese flight passenger was caught by customs officials for attempting to smuggle in his luggage... A 9.9 pounds of live golden ant colonies oh, cool. from East Africa. The unnamed man out of Ethiopia and Ethiopian Airlines flight had filled his red suitcase with an entire colony of ants and did not send declarations to customs at the Chinese airport. Well, no S. She got that bag, baby, but uh, the live ant colonies. Yeah. <laughs> A custom officer caught the man's luggage, and it appeared in a cluster of unusual shadows under the baggage scan. The officer opened up the luggage and was shocked to find a colony of live ants uh, teeming in the zippered compartment. So these weren't even in a bag, man. This dude just dumps them in the in the luggage. He claimed the golden-colored ants had strong medicinal effects, and he prepared to brew the ants into wine at home. Now, are those
5: that, ants are those ants or are you just happy to see me? No.
4: <laughs> oh my God. No, that's See that's a that's Ohio bonnox on how to tell a joke. <laughs> are those ants in your pants or are you happy to see me?
2: <laughs> well you did say nine
4: and a half pounds. Yeah. So right? that that would be a bulge. Man! That looks <laughs> Statman. That looks like a colony of ants in your pants, Johnny. <laughs> Damn, dog. What you got in there? A colony of ants? Uh yes, sir. Nine point nine pounds worth, baby.
5: Now in a year we're gonna find out that there's no predator for those ants and they're, they're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be taking over the world from uh wherever they're released. One or two ants is gonna get into China and take over the world. Yeah.
2: You are all about the China conspiracies tonight, Statman. Yeah,
5: hey, you know, I, I pay attention to my president.
2: Oh!
4: Yeah. Alex, can you send me that audio right there of Statman, please? <laughs>
2: huh? Pay attention to my president. Oh, really? That's,
5: that's going to be a drop. I got. Yeah. That, I hear that one coming. Would you spank
2: him if given the chance?
4: <laughs> Don't answer if that. I
5: ever got into the same room, they need to call the Secret
4: Service. Oh, Freak Nation. Miss any of the show? Simon Pagino, Mark Miles, IndyCar Series president was in here. Christian Craig. Shane Stewart. Or is it Craig Christian? Christian Craig. Christian Craig. Shane Stewart was in here. You go to the website, speedfreaks.tv.
2: Yes, and Kenny, you did up your quota tonight. You asked two riders or drivers about getting kicked in the nuts
4: two in one show i can go that's, for, that's, i can go trifected. trust all
2: right,
4: me all right, all right uh remember to shoot the juice to the moose and stat man cut it loose Dip.
7: speed freaks motorsports radio redefined